Chris Watt came back again with Richard Rawlings, a state agency guru and trainer for not only in the UK, but also around the world. Richard, thanks for joining me today. In today's video, we're going to talk about your experiences as a seller in 2022 mm. and um, your findings from that. So the state agents mm. watching this can learn from it. How's it been selling your house? Well, it's really interesting because as a trainer, I'm supposed to know all the answers. But as a as a seller myself, I'm, I have this window of, of insight into what it's really like. And I think all agents should, should have to sell their house once in a while just to get a feeling for what it is really like out there. Because we do all the stuff we learn in, in a training environment and everything. But actually, to, the, the feeling of being a seller is very different. And there are there are certain things that, you know, are quite annoying. I mean, it is, it's very sensitive time. It, when they say moving is stressful, now we've moved house 18, 19 times, and, and it is stressful. It's a bit like, you know, a snail's home is their shell. It's a bit like ripping the shell off a snail's back. Just the moving process is stressful because you don't know what's going to happen. You've got to merge things together, the stupid system we have in this country where things can fall through and all that kind of stuff. So it is a stressful time, even though I'm supposed to know all the stuff. And it, you've moved 17, 18 times. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so we're looking as a buyer at the moment and as a, as a seller. Um, and I mean, there are a, a few things. One thing I would like to see, um, and I'll definitely be, if I've already included this a bit in my training, but I'll ramp it up a little bit, I think, is a sense of urgency. I think what I want to see is that my agent is passionate and is as keen to sell as I am. And that sense of urgency, and to know that that sense of urgency has been communicated to buyers as well. Knowing that, you know, if you don't get this, you know, the, these houses don't come on very often or, or whatever. I mean, not to be pushy and not to use all those sort of salesy sort of stuff, but just have a spirit of urgency and progression and moving forward. Um, it's, a, you know, it's, it's a bit like when an agent takes on a property. Very often they go there, they do the pitch, and then they wait for the business to land on their lap. Mm. Instead of earning, they've earned the right to the business, hopefully. They just need to ask the question, you know, I, uh, can we go ahead, please? Or would you be comfortable with me as your agent? You know, just little closes that help people make that decision to move forward, because they're big decisions. You know? What made you choose the agent that you sold with this time? I've, I've, I've used David um, two or three times and um, I like him. You've got to be, you've got to be like okay. him. Well, I respect him. Uh, he's professional. Um, he has a very good market share of houses like mine and he took me to the rugby. There goes. <laughs> I would have gone to him anyway, but it helps. <laughs> How was the process of the brochure and the photographs? Right. Just before we come to that, actually, one thing I, I, I did, I hope David's not watching this, but um, one thing that actually I would have liked um, was for David perhaps to be a bit more forthright with me. It's difficult for him because as an agency trainer, I'm supposed to know it, but I don't know the market in my town. I'm not active as an agent there. And I thought our house was worth X amount. So I said, David, I think maybe we should put it on this. And he kind of agreed. And we're still sitting on the market a few weeks later. And I would have hoped he might have said, no, Richard, you're, you're, off, you're out of court there. Unfortunately, you're not going to get that, but let's do it this way. And because I, I don't know the market, I, I need an agent to take me by the hand and say, yes, we're doing this. No, we're not doing that. Leave it with me. You're paying me to do this. Do you think you. most agents aren't 
strong because they're worried that they'll lose the listing. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's where challenge comes in again. This, this, this we talked about that in the previous Indeed, video, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you can challenge people. Do people want the agent who's going to say, well, um, you know, you're the client and you'll be in control at all times? Or do they want the agent to say, no, you paid me to be in control. Give me a hand. This is, how, this is where we're going to go. This do you think people, why do you think agents aren't like that? Is it, you know, because... The, it's, it's a fine line we tread, isn't it? Because they, they feel they ought to be nice. They want to be liked because they think if they like me enough, they're going to give me the listing. And you do have to be the, um, the agent they prefer on an individual basis. Yes. You get the brand. You've got to be better than the brand. They have to respect you and like you, but they'd rather have someone that they know is going to pick up your ball and run with it and be progressive and proactive and not take any nonsense. How do you get that across? Because most agents are trying to be liked when in reality most people do business with people they trust. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you can actually gain trust by sharing some truths with people that your integrity comes through. So, you know, I'm going to say, Chris, you want to say, you've really got to paint that wall. You know, now some agents are, well, I can't really tell them about the wall, but it really does horrible needs painting. You know, so I'd go further. I'd say, Chris, before we put it on the market, I really think we should be painting that wall. Would you like us to send someone around and paint it for you? That's where I'd be going with agency. Um, and that costs me money. Well, I'm charging enough. It doesn't make it. It costs me 100 quid to get a guy to come and paint that wall. I'm charging two or three percent. That's irrelevant. I've got the listing though, quite possibly as a result of that that that, that wall. So, all agents have had the experience where they've been to been on a pitch. They've hoped to get the instruction. The next couple of days later, they phoned them and, and the sellers said, "Oh, thank you so much. We really like what you had to say, but we've seen a couple of agents, and it was six of one, half dozen the other. We virtually had to spin a coin, and I'm afraid we went to the other agent." These little things, and we don't know which it's going to be, are things that influence the way that coin might fall when it's spun. It might be your smile. It might be your handshake. It might be your, um, that, that, that element of, of, of control, professional control, and challenge. We, we don't know what it is, but it, there's a whole raft of things you can... Can that be trained? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You've got dozens of, of, of things, dozens and dozens of things you can put. I, I ramp them into my training course and uh, hopefully agents will just take enough out of there just to be able to apply a few of them, just enough to not be like the other agents. Well, we're going to touch on that on, on some uh, takeaways mm. in other videos. But how has the, come back to my question from a few minutes ago, you chose the agent, okay, took you to the rugby, but let's talk about the onboarding process. Could anything have been better on that one? Because I was already predisposed to him, I didn't get any other agents in um, because he'd done a good job before. Um, as I Did he know that, though? Uh, I don't know. I didn't tell him as much. No, no, so that, that, that's true. Um, and I actually did it remotely. We, um, we, my wife and I decided to sell while we were on holiday. We, I was over training some agents in, in uh, South Africa and we were going to be there for a few weeks. We'd made the decision. It was at the beginning of the spring. We didn't want to sort of miss the market. So I phoned David. I said, you can get the keys from my daughter. Go have a look. Tell me what you think. And he came back and said, love your house. Can we get the ball rolling? And off we went from there. So actually, ours wasn't a typical sort of scenario, unfortunately. Um, but I think on speaking to another agent I was training the other day, we shared a similar scenario and where they had been told they were going to get it. You know, they were, they'd been the family agent for years and they didn't get it. And they realized it was complacency. In other words, they went in expecting to get it, and it was, a, and you should go with an, uh, an air of expectation, but they didn't get it because they didn't try hard enough, I suppose. They just assumed they were going to get it. So no matter how well it's been in the past, always assume that every pitch hangs by a thread. In fact, even assume every one of your clients hangs by a thread and they're going to fire you tomorrow. 
Think of each client. You've just been fired. Why did they fire you? There's a problem. There's an issue with every client. What is it? Let's bring it to the party now, sort it, over-deliver over whatever that problem could rise to become and deal with it and, and create some card-carrying fans well, we are in the process. We're in a, a service industry, but we don't seem to offer the service. What else we highlight, have you... as? as as have you highlighted yeah, in the um, process? I mean, I think certainly, again, if, if it was me, the type of service I would be offering would be to have fresh flowers and, and uh, you know, I, when, when anyone comes around our house, we always buy flowers and then we're polishing the table as well because it smells lovely after it's been polished. Every viewing, we get a table polish and flowers. And wouldn't it have been nice if the agent did that? And their agent's going to say, oh, but we don't do that. That's the point. We don't do that at the moment. In other countries, they are. And all it takes is one of your competitors to start doing that. Say, oh, it's not really playing the game, but they'll get the market share. Do you think most estate agents just treat it as let's get the house on the market for sale, boil up, move to the next one? Yeah. And, and I don't blame them for that because that's where we've always been. It's how it is. I was looking back through some old files literally only yesterday, actually, and I've kept every detail of every house we've ever sold, including our, our first one uh, about 40 years ago. And, uh, and it was literally, it was, it was just um, uh, written details. And uh, uh, if you're lucky, you've got a photocopy of a photograph. And we move very slowly because we only ever do what we know. We might see somebody else do something and think that's a good idea. Then we start to, we morph incredibly slowly. The best agents are those who have come out of the industry. They've maybe had some bad experiences, but they've said, I'm going to change this market. I'm going to change the way it's done. And that's the fresh thinking. So, but we need to learn from that. And there are too many agents who, who you know, it, some of the stuff I would train in, on a course and, and the manager, the director would say, oh, no, but we haven't got the budget for that. Of of course you haven't, it's because you're charging peanuts. It's a, it's a vicious circle going down the plug hole. You know, huge opportunity out there. What about viewing feedback? Um, mm. uh, any feedback on that? Sorry, pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I ask agents, you know, when do you expect to give feedback following a viewing? And they say, oh, within 24 hours. But think of it from the seller's point of view. We've staged our house. We've got fresh flowers. We've polished the table. People have come. They've looked around. We've kept out of the way. They've left. But from what we thought, they seemed to quite like it. So we're now watching the phone, thinking they're going to make an offer. They're going to make an offer. They've been gone 10 minutes. Why haven't they made an offer yet? They've been gone half an hour. They're obviously discussing the offer over coffee. And, and, it goes, and then nothing. And we go to bed with the phone next to the bed, hoping it, and nothing. Um, fortunately, our agent's very good because, as I would recommend any agent does, the minute they've gone, they phone me and they give their opinion of how that viewing went. So the agent said, hi, these people were a little bit difficult to read. I think the garden's a little bit of a problem for them. Also, oh, the agent's know. giving not the actual viewer feedback, yeah. but giving the feedback from the company viewing. Giving the feedback as to the agent's opinion of how that viewing went. And any words that he might have heard the buyers speak together or any feedback they did give, he'll be sharing. Um, but so often people say, oh, that, OK, it's very nice. Thank you very much. And they leave. And well, what does that mean? Um, so then I expect feedback the next day following the agent having followed up with that, with that buyer. Do you think a company viewings are the way forward with the selling houses? Essential. Essential. 
I mean, there are, I spent a half day training agents how to, you know, when I tell people I'm an estate agency trainer, they say, well, that, that's an easy job. Just open the door and say, this is the bathroom. And I say, yes, that's it. You've hit it on the nail. You know? But absolutely, because the psychology involved, particularly in a first viewing and a second viewing, where the first viewing, you've got to sell to the heart. And then they're agreeing, the heart says, yes, we want to move in tomorrow. Where do we put the sofa? But the brain is saying, whoa, 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 no, we need to go in and think about this. So they come back for the second viewing and they're looking for reasons not to buy it. So there's all sorts of things between That's those. That's interesting. The first one, they're looking for reasons to buy it. And the second one, yes. the reason not to buy it. And so if you've got the seller in the house doing the viewing instead of the last person in the world who should do it. Oh, kind of, um, if the seller's doing the, the, the unaccompanied viewing, they're showing them all the little details of what they've done. And we did this and we, we fixed this. There was a crack here, but it's all right. No, we don't. I don't care about that stuff because I just want to know, could I be happy here? And that's what my heart is looking to find out when I look at this house. If my heart says I can be happy here, my brain says, steady on, don't make an instant decision, sleep on it, think about it, come back. Now the brain's looking around. The brain's quite interesting to hear what happened, interested to hear what happened there. That makes sense. And that's a distraction from anything else that might be preventing the sale. Or, or they're just ticking off the things they need to know, reinforcing what the heart initially felt. Do you think if an estate agent offered 100% accompanied viewings, they would get more listings? I suspect, not necessarily, they may do, but they need any of these things. They need to bring it to the forefront. They need to tell the seller why they do a company viewing, just like I've shared why I think they're important. They should be saying that to the seller, educating the seller so the seller understands why a company viewing is important. Just like one of my bugbears is, is long periods of sole agency. That's outdated and old. It was at the time when you had to book a space in a magazine to advertise a house, you know, and there was a lot of commitment involved there. So you'd have a, a month or two months sole agency period. There's no benefit to the client there. To the consumer, there's absolutely no benefit. Um, and so I said to the agent, how long is your period of sole agency? Why don't you do zero weeks, but just give us a couple of weeks notice? And they said, oh, well, what, at the moment we charge, you know, we do a 12-week sole agency. I said, why do you do that? I said, well, we always have. But it's not an issue. You know, people don't raise it as an issue. The agent should be raising it as an issue. They should be saying, beware, some of these agents will tie you into a 12, 16, 20-week period of sole agency. Where's the benefit in that to you? We don't believe in that. Just give us a couple of, you know, if you no longer enjoy working with us, you should have the right to fire us at any time. Just give us a couple of weeks notice. So a lot of these things are unremarkable, unseen, and not an issue, apparently. Make it an issue. Make it, raise issues. We should be scaring people. We should be bringing to the party the things that can go wrong and the traps that they can fall into. Instead of just being nice, skirting around all those things, that's where challenge comes in. Thank you for your insight today, Richard. Very welcome.